Welcome to the world of Rex. This is Marvel A. Rex. I am here in my closet. Very excited to talk to you about the energies for the week of September 12th to September 18th, 2022. Whew, coming down off that full moon in Pisces. Here we are. We are on the other side of a very psychedelic portal. Before we jump in, please check the links in the show notes to get a reading with me, check in, just... This is a moment. This is a great moment before we head into October, which is going to be a bumpy ride. It's going to be fast and furious. You know, I'm going to talk about the week first, and then I'm going to talk about... I'm going to talk again about the Saturn-Uranus square. Now, I know when I say that phrase, Saturn-Uranus square, some people are like, like I'm like, wah, 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 wah. Uh, So I'm going to break it down into really accessible language and just stop saying Saturn-Uranus square over and over again. I'm just going to break it down. I'm going to do my darndest to get some folks who cannot handle that or don't want to handle that, whatever you feel comfortable with, to just understand what's happening below the surface of this moment that's coming really into focus actually very much by the 18th of September. So that's there's a buildup of, a, of an energy. There's basically a wave that is crashing that crashed all of 2021, so the previous year. It is having its final moment of like crescendo like the orchestra is playing at full pitch like full sound here where everyone every single person's playing right now and then it'll start to release finally for the final time in our lifetimes we're that's that's it okay and it will actually be the final time in our lifetimes in these signs right with these specific qualities that i'll be talking about so this this is the final crescendo moment and it will start to release and we will feel a lot more relieved by january of 2023 but it's good to know about it. It's good to know. And I'm, I'm going to talk about the themes that are underlying this final crescendo. So first, the week, Monday through Wednesday, we are coming down off of that full moon. Monday kind of starts out a little bumpy in the sense that the moon is going to be squaring Pluto. Always kind of challenging for the moon. It, it There's something that we've sort of come into by Monday we're like oh this is something I want still I'm still this is the thing that I really want to focus on or get done for myself and the square to Pluto is a little bit like and you're gonna have to deal with some sort of power struggle in in whatever you're going for that could be power struggles in one-on-one relationships but it can actually also manifest anytime you have to negotiate power or or hierarchy in any situation. So it does start out with a little bit of like, I really want this and right. This is like, it either requires this much money or it requires this much effort or it requires navigating this relationship, etc. So that's Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. It's again, it's just really still that theme of adjusting to personal desires versus what the team wants. And we're going to talk a lot about this because This has a lot to do with the final crescendo moment that I just spoke about, okay? A lot of us may feel a little hungover from the Pisces full moon, so I just want to sort of, like, give y'all a a forewarned is forearmed. If you are feeling groggy, if you're feeling tired, sleepy, I know that late capitalism is exhausting, as it is, but, and also, this full moon is that we just experienced going into this week is that was definitely like a psychedelic portal with or without any sort of substances involved. So, you know, giving yourself like that Aries moon wants to really kick into high gear and go. And I would recommend actually just being like, 
taking some time for your vision to become more crystallized, for you to really see what's happening. And that involves just going slow, letting yourself take a slower pace, letting yourself rest, etc. Things start to really heat up by Thursday, okay? So the week, again, like last week, last week the weekend was really the big show. This week, September 12th to 18th, Thursday, Friday, and the weekend, that's where like a lot of the the punch is, okay? There's a lot of energy. <laughs> Thursday, we have Mars squaring the sun, moon squaring Saturn, and Neptune opposing the sun. Okay, wow, the sun is good. Mm. The sun, which is like our solar energy, it's our it's our like divine masculine. It's it's the hero's journey. It's uh, really like how you want to shine and go forward. It's it's ruled by Leo. It's just like this your your north node. It's it, not north node. It's your it's like your north compass. Right? It's where you want to be going in this lifetime. It's often very much when I read for clients, it's really associated with the career or higher calling. Is the sun. So when the sun has a square from Mars and then has an opposition from Neptune, wow, 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 that means that Mars and Neptune are square to each other. So there's, in some ways, this is like an echo from the full moon that just happened the previous week, okay, on that Friday, September 10th. So September 9th, September 10th was that full moon really coming into fruition. So this Thursday there is kind of an echo of of confusion potentially or so you you having to navigate or reprocess whatever happened during the full moon. So again, this week is really in some ways an, a, an extension or a continuation of that full moon in Pisces just because we have Neptune who was very active in the full moon, like up, up impacting the sun directly and the, and then Mars is also squaring the sun. So this is really kind of intense. I mean, it's it's it makes it so that you can't quite see what's happening. There could be frustrations because there's so many plates spinning, which would be the Gemini energy, would be Mars and Gemini. There's so many plates spinning or you've taken on too many things, potentially said yes to too many things, and you may feel frayed at the edges and also confused. Because it's Mercury retrograde, the likelihood that folks are missing information, forgot their keys, you know, broke their phone, like all of these things are very much in the cards for this period of time. And Thursday feels like a particularly acute day. If you do know your chart, if you know your houses, this is a really great time to like just take a peek at where all of these planets fall in the houses. That will help you understand, okay, what are the themes that would be coming up for me. You know, for example, I have Mars in the 12th house. It's squaring the sun in the third house and Neptune in the ninth house. Okay, so I know where those fall, those planets. And I so I know where the areas will be that will be causing confusion for me. Okay, I because I know the themes of the ninth, third, and 12th houses. That's gonna be different for everybody depending on where their chart is. But just know that there will be areas in your life that may feel very confusing or overloaded, overwhelmed at this time. And my advice, really, I know it's very simple advice, but my advice, especially on Thursday, potentially Wednesday night, but definitely Thursday, Friday, and the weekend, is to slow down and actually say no. This is going to be a really big time to be like, you may have to actually say no to something that you initially said yes to, which can be hard. It can be hard for the recipient to hear that, to, ha to go to somebody and be like, you know, I did say yes, and I did commit, and I actually now have to say no because there's just too much going on. 
I actually did this. I'm recording this a week prior, but I already did this. I was already like, great. I, I got to maneuver out of this one. So that's okay. You know, be uh, giving yourself compassion and patience during this process and understanding that other folks may also be getting their wires crossed. So having compassion and patience for other people who are also getting their wires crossed, really good idea. This also, with Neptune involved, with the sun, people can get really emotional, especially, especially the people who normally in your life are very practical and rational, okay? This is the weird moment of Virgo being pressured by kind of a psychedelic planet and Mars, okay? Neptune and Mars pressuring the sun. The people that we normally are like, oh, they have all their ducks in a row, they can actually be super, they can act super out of character during these transits and be the ones that are the most frazzled. And in some ways, the reason I say this is an extension of last week is my advice for last week was actually to surrender and to go with the flow, which is very Pisces. This week is an extension of last. So my advice stays going with the flow, being very flexible, taking time to nurture your inner baby, you know, and I'm like talking like saunas, going into bodies of water, like really looking at your schedule. And if you're like, I overscheduled myself, like canceling things and being like, I'm going to go do something that's like totally embodied. It's in my body. You know, I'm hydrated. I'm well fed. Like those are things to do. And it's more about surrendering to the deeper elements or the deeper existential realities of life, which is like being embodied. If your brain is trying to run the show this week, it is going to be potentially very maddening. Okay. That's what I'm a little bit, you know, that's my concern for this Thursday is that people might be like, I'm going to try to just work this out with my analytical mind. And because Mars is applying a very tense aspect to the sun, Neptune's opposing the sun, the moon is being squared by Saturn, or the moon rather is squaring Saturn. This is just not the day to try to like be like, oh, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do this brain gymnastics effortlessly. It's like you're going to fall. Luckily, hopefully there's a mat for you to fall on. So my recommendation would be go slow. Don't try to figure out a bunch of stuff this day. In some ways, this might be the best day of the week to underschedule yourself. And if you are overly scheduled and can't avoid that, then just be mindful and conscious of having boundaries, saying things slowly. Mars in Gemini is a talker, is just someone who's going to be talking and talking and talking and not necessarily vetting anything they're saying. When it's in a square to sun, Virgo, this is like overcritical, being overly critical of somebody saying the thing that you've been thinking about a person for a long time, but maybe even saying like multiple things or say uh, contradictory things in ways that can be really confusing. With Neptune opposing the sun, which is our like path forward, then Neptune's creating a fog within all of that like dirty talk, all that like mean talk, right? So it's like you're not even clear about the communication. So I just would be, especially because Mercury's retrograde, all of these planets are like poorly behaving right now. <laughs> I'm just like, Mars is not doing well. This is the the way the astrology, the astrology works. Let me give you a moment really here. Um, Chani, Nic Chani Nicholas talked about this a little bit, I think, in um, last week's episode of her podcast, which is wonderful. I listened to it. I love listening to it because I'm like, oh, she and I are on the same page. Great. Uh, <laughs> always, always helpful. So the way that this astrology works is that planets answer. There's an order. There's a pecking order 
at any given moment in the sky. There's always a pecking order. The planets follow each other depending on who is in the best position, quote unquote. By best position, I just mean that they're like, the planet is in its happy place, which puts it, gives it a hierarchy. So, you know, sorry, there's a hierarchy. So Mars and Gemini, because Gemini is ruled, like archetypally ruled by Mercury, Mars, when he enters the sign of Gemini, he's answering to Mercury. So the pecking order gets really clear. Mars goes, and Mars doesn't like to answer to anybody, so Mars is already like, why? But, you know, he's, he's okay with Mercury because Mercury's, you know, quick and, and can, like, do a little bit of improv with Mars. Like, there's some rapport there. But basically, when Mercury is going retrograde, Mars is about to go retrograde, but he has, might as well be retrograde now because the person that he's answering, the planet that he's answering to is going backwards, you know, seemingly. To, from our perspective. So it's kind of like, well, imagine that, you know, you're at a party, you're at like the Mad Hatter's party and Mercury has, you know, dosed himself. Mars is answering to him. So Mars is like, okay, Mercury, what are we going to do? And if Mercury is like just in a totally weird spot because he's retrograde, Mars is going to be just kind of following him around and doing whatever he thinks is the right thing, whatever Mercury thinks is the right thing to do. So if we know and all this means for the non-geeky astro- astrological family folks, okay? I love you guys. You don't need to care about astrology. It's fine. What this means is that Mars is our drive. It's our desire to get things done. It's following a Mercury retrograde, which is our way of communicating, our way of, of sharing information with each other in any form, and also our modes of, of transportation and digital technology, Okay. Since they're both basically in a state of repair or reflection or reassessing, reassessment, it's not necessarily a great time to be pushing forward with new things, trying to like, you know, like go in and like change your life and be like, I'm going to just like fully rush forward. This is like major slow down, slow down cleanup time. What do I mean cleanup time? cleaning up the way you communicate with other people. I would highly recommend not to gossip during this period of time. If you have issues with gossiping or talking about other people, you know, the Kabbalists call it evil speech. This is a really good time to be like, is that even serving me? Kabbalists would say it's not. It's actually directly hurting you. When you when you speak evil of someone else, it directly hurts you. So that's something to be looking at. That's the shadow of, of the Mars and the Mercury especially because Mercury went retrograde in Libra, which is relationships. So how are you communicating? Is it healthy? Is it clear? You may need to slow way down to figure this out. And then Mars is your is everyone's ability to self-assert, to where, where am I going? How do I move forward? How do I accomplish? It is also now following a drunken Mercury. So we need to slow down literally with our physicality. So how we move... I'll give a great example. I'll give a great example. I'm going to just be real on this. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to be real on this podcast. I have Mars retrograde in my 12th house, okay, in my whole sign house system. He's retrograde in my 12th. 12th house is associated with hidden enemies, okay? He's retrograde or he's retrograding. He's about to retrograde in Gemini, right? Gemini rules cars for all those who are in the know. I've talked about this a little bit. And I, you know, took a... uh, 
I basically like blew through a stop sign the other day. Hidden enemies are people, hidden enemies are basically not people you know that you're competing with, but people that are, have motives that are in direct conflict with your motives that you do not know about and do not have foresight around, right? There was a cop, all right? There was a cop. It's Los Angeles. There was a cop. He saw me, pulled me over immediately. He was like, do you know what you did? And I was like, damn, I do. <laughs> and I got pulled over, okay? And I did. I didn't quite see the stop sign, but I was like later. It's like it, it was there was a weird Pisces lag time where I was like, oh, that was a stop sign. I didn't see it, but that was a stop sign. It was in a neighborhood that I hadn't driven in. And uh, it was a confusing turn. Whatever. Doesn't matter. But Mars retrograding in my 12th house of hidden enemies, ruling cars with a Mercury about to station retrograde. It was the perfect storm for hidden enemies to show up while I was in my car. Okay. And it had to do directly with me being in a car. It would not have happened if I wasn't in a car. Gemini. So I just, you know, this is a thing. I was going too fast. I wasn't speeding, but I was going too quickly that I didn't process the red, the stop sign. Okay. That is a great example of what this energy looks like when it is not uh, conscious of itself. There's a tendency with Gemini to rush. There is a tendency with a Mercury retrograde to miss things, to not see the stop sign, to not see the red flag in the relationship, to not see the missed detail that's very important. So this is a moment I'm using myself as like I'm calling myself out here lovingly. This is a moment to slow down. And that is the best piece of advice. And be very present in your body as you're moving around the world. And then be very present when you're having conversations you know, across the board, but definitely if the conversations are challenging, there's tension, you're negotiating something with another person, slowing way down. Pausing is one of the most amazing things for working through um, fight or flight responses when you're in an argument with somebody. When you slow down, I imagine it a little bit like energetic jujitsu, like if you read or the matrix even, like to go back to all our matrix metaphors. It's like the bullets as they fly through over Neo and he's like bending down, right? Bending over. I, I tend to imagine that sort of thing happening when I'm in an argument or a tense conversation with somebody. I'm like, how do I slow the bullets down so that I stop shooting them off as well? Because I, it's, not like it's, uh, it's not like it's just happening to me. An argument is when two people are feeling like their temperature in, in their body is rising, their, you know, somatic response is getting a lot more agitated, they're becoming dysregulated. The way to navigate that is to slow way down. Meditation helps with this. Like I said in the previous episode, mantras help with this. And the reason why meditation helps, not only because it, it you are practicing slowing down, like that's literally what you're doing, is you're practicing slowing down in late capitalism, which doesn't want you to slow down, by the way. Wants you to just be like a chicken with your head cut off. So it practices slowing down. But what it also does is it allows you to have a, a little bit of a bird's eye perspective on your life. And when you have a more of a bird's eye perspective on your life, you can pull out of the telenovela that is the ego being like, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm self-serving, I'm right, I'm self-serving. You can pull out and then in moments of confrontation or argumentation, you can you can actually pull out and slow. if you slow down, you can see a bird's eye view of whatever tension is playing itself out. That then helps you to have perspective for the other person. And also it allows you to be like, maybe this isn't 
important or maybe I'm becoming dysregulated because of something that happened in the past that is now being applied to a present situation that isn't actually warranting that level of response. Okay. I just shared a lot right there. That was a lot. I understand. The key takeaway is just slowing down this week because the details are fuzzy. Okay. If you feel like you're like, oh, I've got all these new plans and they're in working order and they're happening. I'm just going to be the reality check for you here right now and just be like, you got to go really slow. And because Mars is in Gemini, anytime a planet is in Gemini and making this much activation as Mars is, often you have to do things twice. Okay. Mars is double or Gemini is doubles. Mars is doing. So you're literally doing things twice. So if you're like, oh, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, it's done. The likelihood of you having to go over it during a Mercury retrograde and a Mars station, uh, preparing to station in his shadow grade, the the chances that you have to do something again, very, very high. Okay? That's all right. If you know you have to do it twice, that's awesome. It's like, okay, great. I get another chance to make this amazing and refine it. Right? Perspective. <laughs> Perspective maintains sanity. Okay. That was a lot on Thursday. You see, like, Thursday's bam, ba bam, ba bam. Friday. Moon, Mars, square Venus, Gemini to Virgo. A lot of Gemini to Virgo action happening here. So Friday's not as intense as Thursday in a lot of ways, but we're just really working out. The tension between Gemini and Virgo is very real. That's what's happening on Friday, and I'm, I'll explain it. Gemini wants to start things really quickly out of curiosity and then move on. Okay, the advice I give to all Geminis and the advice I give to everyone right now because Mars is in Gemini in shadow grade is linger a little longer. Linger a little longer. All right. Gemini has a tendency to be like, "Mm, that's cute. I'm going to move over here. Oh, that's cute. I'm going to move over here. Oh, I'm going to try to do everything at once, but not do it very well. Jack of all trades, master of none. That's very Gemini. Virgo, which is where Venus is. Virgo currently in the sky is about details, like really getting the fine precision, like understanding the nuances of something and like organizing the hell out of it, right? So the tension, the inherent tension, the reason that these these signs are in square, 90 degree angle to each other, and the reason their archetypes are in tension is that Virgo is like, let's make this perfect. And Gemini's like, I don't really got time. I got to move over here now. I got to go over and do this. That is the tension inherent on Friday. Because it's Venus, it probably has to do with relationships. So this could be feeling like having interactions with people where they're trying to say, oh, you need to fix this thing, which is the Virgo. You need to make this better, the Virgo, and you're not doing it, Mars and Gemini, right? (laughs) You're moving too fast. So again, slowing down. If there are things that come up with relationships on Friday, just understand that Venus and Virgo is asking for there to be more thoughtful attention to the details of whatever it is that's cropping up in your life right now. Because in some ways she's trying, like Venus is trying to ameliorate the mess of all the boys right now. Like Mercury's being messy. Mars is being messy. All the retrograde planets are being messy. Uranus and Saturn are having their own like tete-a-tete, which we're about to talk about. So Venus is over here. She's going direct. She's the only planet who is not stationing retrograde. She's not going shadow. And she really is like, she's a benefic in astrology, which means she's trying to bestow blessings. And her blessings in Virgo are like, let's make, like, let's count the numbers again. Let's, she really is like the master accountant. She's like, let's crunch the numbers one more time before you jump off the cliff. 
<laughs> Mars and Mars and Gemini, or before you bait and switch, right? Like she's trying to like help us go forward in the safest way possible when the energy's low key volatile. So this just, again, might require having a conversation for the third time with a person where you're like, wow, I have to have the same conversation again. Venus and Virgo is saying there's still more details to be sussed out. Now, this also deals with finances, too. So, like, again, I said crunching numbers. This could definitely apply to that. So paying extra mind to your finances during this period of time, especially Friday, good thing to do. And then paying extra special attention or applying more consciousness to how you go about the details of your relationships. If you know which house Venus is in, this will be really helpful in your own chart to understand where you need to be paying more attention. And then the weekend, Saturn, Uranus square is in one degree orb, y'all. So overall, the weekend is tense, not going to bullshit you. It's tense. And this is, you know, the final Saturn, Uranus square. I said I wasn't going to say it too much. This is the final moment of this crescendo, and it will start to release by about mid-October and, and get less and less intense as these planets move away from each other. But right now they are in a, like, I want you to imagine two bowls in a headlock. They're two very different bowls, but they are bowls in a headlock. It's almost like a unicorn in a bowl in a headlock. I don't know if that would work, but yeah, very different creatures, but in a tete-a-tete. So the weekend brings back themes that I spoke about in last episode that really happened many times in 2021. So if you are feeling like, oh my gosh, this is going back to things that happened last year, or this is something that this is something that's coming cropping back up that was started or initiated in 2021, that's right on the money. That's right on the money in the sense that this is uh, our fourth and final lesson. It's our fourth and final lesson of the Saturn Uranus square. And now I'm going to jump in. This is the the last little bit of this episode is me talking about a really big part of what we need to be paying attention to as the year comes to a close, as 2022 comes to a close. So this energy is about the old versus the new. And there's specificity to that. But overall, I want you to just think about your life in the last two years, really starting, it would have really started in about January of 2021, and is leading and crescendoing right now for the fourth and final time. And it has to do with old structures in your life being replaced by new structures. So just take a, take a moment and be like, okay, what are the new things that came in? And what have I had to start releasing because of that? Because of those new things. This is not an easy or like fun process necessarily. There's excitement to it. There is definitely excitement, but the letting go is gnarly. It can be really, really gnarly. So... Other words or other phrases to consider is the established in your life versus the radical or the rebellious. Uh, an elevation in consciousness that is coming into or butting into a, like its head into a wall. The wall being Saturn, the elevated consciousness being Uranus. So you're having awareness, new awarenesses in your life and their domino affecting and like changing the vessel or structure that you had previously had built up. On a very like kind of psychological level this is about you know um self schemas being like radically cracked open and then that allows a flood in of new information and new um you know like psychic manifestation like halo and i were talking about last week like everything is a matrix our perception like we pull things into our perception depending on what we're applying consciousness to and if you are having moments where you're like literally 
your self schema is changing dramatically due to new awarenesses, your your physical manifestation, your physical exteriority will change in response, right? So, you know, it's very simple to think about, but if you're constantly having like negative self schema, the self schemas, which is just negative self-talk essentially, then things in your ex in external world will manifest that support that negative self schema. So if you say, I'm not good at basketball, let's just say that. Okay. And then, but, but you're on a rec, you're on a rec team and you're playing basketball with people you will consistently feel like a failure in the process of that sport if you're constantly telling yourself, I'm not good at this thing, or I, I will never be, et cetera. All these, like, I don't even want to say the phrases because I don't like the way that it um, makes the water inside my body feel if we're going back to uh, the way that water molecules respond to uh, talk, speech. Again, Mars and Gemini coming back. So self-schemas, our self-schemas since 2021 have been ruptured, shifting, changing. This is causing external changes. But Saturn, who is the external, is like the limit, literally the physical limit, the physical manifestation, is really frustrated and trying to put a wall up against these changes. That's the tension here. The inherent tension is the old versus the new. There is a versus, right? Versus is tension. I, and I want to like pull away from the astrology for a moment here and just say like 2020 was kind of like a really over-the-top melodramatic like I think a lot of people are having a hard time even remembering what happened because of the level of like PTSD or the level of like intensity associated with that year the astrology was particularly gnarly that year as well and then it has become increasingly less not to say we're out of the woods by any stretch of the imagination but we're just not having that level of, of intensity for a while but 2021 began this process that is finishing like right around now as we listen to this podcast. It began a process of like, who are you post pandemic? Who are you as you come out of like a literal paradigm shifting psychedelic portal that was 2020? You know, I'm, I'm taking an acting class here in Los Angeles. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal, just like having such a good time. And it's really, really deep. It's really, really emotional, the, the technique that I'm learning. It's pretty, I'm just like, talk therapy doesn't even come close to this level of transfiguration. But in this acting class, the teacher was like, you know, we're just now starting to process what happened. And that, she said it, she doesn't know astrology, it doesn't matter. That is exactly what encapsulates this fourth and final, it encapsulates this fourth and final big orchestral swell of us processing who we are and who our community is, or our new community is, as we come out of 2020, okay? So this is really what this is. I'm going to give some, some more like human design-based wisdom around this. But I think it'll be really clear for folks in the sense that this is about really taking a moment to be like, okay, what are the things that are new coming in? What are the things that I had to let go? And really just being, even just being present with those things, grieving the things and feeling the emotions all the way through. So affirming your new principles, that's the key of, of this. Um, the human design energy literally is like the 49th gate is affirming your new principles. Our closest friends reflect our new evolutionary process and we have to be in the process of composting old friendships. 
This doesn't necessarily mean that you're losing friends, although I know that everyone during the pandemic went through what's what I call like a, a friend exchange, like every, like friendships left, friendships came in. And the reason I'm placing an emphasis on friendships specifically is that Aquarius is the friend of the Zodiac, and this is where this is all happening. So our friendships and community support went through a big mix-match shift, like... <laughs> Who knows? Like the the snow globe got shook and this is how it's landing, right? Now, this is for many reasons. People moved around during the pandemic. People passed away. You know, there was a lot of loss and there was, yeah, there was just a lot of loss. There was a lot of change. So now it's about this fourth and final swell is like, okay, you actually have a lot more information than you did in January of 2021 about who you are and how that is physically manifesting in your physical friendships, the people that exist outside of you, who you are perceiving to exist outside of you. Who are these new people? Who are these new like psychedelic apparitions that are like, I'm a mirror for you. I'm now I'm your new mirror. This is a part of who you are becoming. Now for me, you know, as a Cancer rising, I struggle with friendships in general. And I think a lot, I think we collectively, because cancer re reflects the collective, I think because I struggle with it, I'm going to take a big old guess that everybody struggles with friendships in the sense that we we often outgrow friendships, but as a society, and this is Saturn, as a, so Saturn is always society, structures of society, as a society, we don't talk about friendships that much. We don't have a lot of structure for friendships. We have a lot of, of talk and structure around romantic relationships. There's so much emphasis on the lovers, the, the, the husband, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, the wife, like all these things, this romance that's constantly being just like mulled over on a social level. And there's very little talk about like the ending of friendships, the exchange of friendships, how friendships have different ebbs and flows and even like different qualities, right? Nuances. And in 2021, that was really the beginning. That was the first of four squares that these two planets had that were emphasizing like, okay, you, you are changed. 2020 changed you that big old crazy thing that happened in 2020 changed you and now that also affects every single other connection that you have outside of yourself including your friendships and the reason that this is all happening is that Aquarius is like look we're moving into the future and we have to have friendships we have to have close friendships like I'm talking the like five to ten closest people to you you have to have those close friendships that reflect the new you that you are becoming through that portal of change in 2020. So obviously friendships sometimes are no longer compatible. That's a big thing that happened. But there's social expectations that we stay in friendships throughout our lifetime. Okay? There's a lot there's a lot more pressure, right? There's a lot more pressure to be like, well, I mean, come on, like that we didn't have a breakup, like we didn't have sex, so like blah, blah, blah. um, you know, it's not always the case, but like a lot of times that's the case. So, you know, many of us hold on to friendships even if something feels off or if we no longer share a connection because we've had history together, right? So it's like you can just have nostalgia. And this energy of Saturn and Uranus is like, Uranus is like, no. <laughs> all of those rules, you can communicate about it for sure and, and be nonviolent about it, but all of the, those feelings of nostalgia or feeling like you owe somebody a relationship because you've had history together, those things are no longer serving you, but also the collective, so we're all collectively moving into this space where it's like there needs to be more social structure around the health and wellness of individuals and then in friendships as well, how they are in friendships as well. 
So resentment, whenever resentment creeps in, it's precisely because you're holding on to the Saturn. Saturn is like, I don't want to move. This is just how it's always been. And Uranus is like, no, 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 no. What about what about what what about what nurtures you? It's in Taurus, which just rules the throat. The throat being the thing that we drink water from and, and swallow food from. What nurtures you? What actually nurture does this relationship actually nurture you? Because if resentment is present, it's not nurturing you. Okay. Therefore, it's not nurturing the other person, right? In the friendship. So it creeps in because we're keeping relationships out of out of a space of obligation, right? We're we're feeling obligated to another person. Friendships, I'm gonna be real. I've thought about this a lot because I got an, I have an Aquarius stellium, so it's like friendships are always on my mind. I just got a ton of energy in the friendship sign. They change all the time, all the time. I actually imagine all of my friendships on like. Uh, kind of like three-dimensional, five-dimensional waves. Like there are waves that are moving not just on an X, Y axis, but like an X, Y, Z, <laughs> X, Y, Z, alpha, theta, sigma axis. Like they're just kind of like crazy waves that are happening and they're not predictable. And for me, they're not predictable for sure. And I don't think for a lot of folks they're predictable. I don't think we're like, okay, I just feel differently about it now. Oh, and now I feel differently and now I have energy for it and now I don't. It's no one's fault. That's the thing. I'm like, it is literally nobody's fault. Relationships are constantly shifting. It's a numinous part of our existential experience. And it's very much just what's happening. It is what it is. And I think that the social obligation can feel very scary. So that is part of the big swell of late September, early October right now, is that new relationships are coming into our lives that need to be coming in and, and replacing old ones. There is an actual psychological reality where we can only handle a certain bandwidth of intimacy in our lives. And then after that, we like kaputs. We're like, we're done. It's like the brain just is like, nope, I can't handle that. So you only have room for so many folks on an intimate, deep level. And then outside of that, there needs to be acquaintances and friendships that are kind of more low-key, low-stakes. And so this moment is like really focusing in and saying like, y'all, are these good for you? Or do you have resentment in any of these? If you do have resentment, I'm not, I'm not giving you just like this full-blown green light to be like, okay, right after you listen to this podcast, turn it off and go, you know, call everybody and be like, I'm done. Like that's not, I'm not saying to be reactive. Everything I've said prior to this is to go slow, especially with details. Just take time take time right now with this fourth and final swell which will be very active now until late October uh, and late October is just going to be so intense so like you don't need to be making any big decisions you don't the universe will be making them for you okay you don't need to go ham in that direction of like cutting everybody out that's a very Virgo and thing Virgo's like I want to control the situation so I'm just going to like create a bunch of rules reactively. That's not what I'm saying to do. What I'm saying to do is take time to really process who are the people that are the closest to you. What do they reflect for you that you feel so like overjoyed by and, and feel abundant by? And then what are the things also that are tense for you that are that's part of the nature of relationships is there's tension in friendships and it's not a bad thing. There's no there's no qualitative bad thing here. It's just like, what are you working through? They're literally like psychedelic manifestations. They're almost like holograms. People are holograms of what you are working through, y'all. Like, that's what's happening. It's all simultaneously happening. We're all like bringing people into our lives that we we mirror and resonate whatever-ish we're working out, okay? So you love them, you hate them. It's all in one, it's all in one little majigger, 
okay, for the technical term there. So, you know, again, friendships end so we can clear space for more aligned connections with people who share our values. Our values are shifting. That's Taurus. Taurus's values. Uranus is there changing our values. So our alignments, our connections are shifting because our values are shifting. So just take time to understand a couple things. What are your values now? How are they different from 2020 or even pre-pandemic? So that's a great thing to do right now is to get really clear on how your values have changed. You know, for example, there's someone in my life who, you know, before her value was to keep the peace. And now her value post-pandemic is to have deep emotional intimacy. Having deep emotional intimacy now is more of a priority than keeping the peace. Whereas before, keeping the peace was more of a priority. Her values have shifted. What is what is having deep emotional intimacy involved? Often, it involves tension. Often, it involves conflict and argumentation, which is not the same as keeping the peace. Okay? Capiche. So, you know, her relationships are, I'm watching them change in, like, tandem with that value shift. So each and every one of us is having this happen in our lives and it's coming to an apex at this moment. It's coming to a climax right around this early fall to mid-fall time period. It's just in time for like massive eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio where Uranus is. Uranus is in Taurus. So the North Node is there saying like find what nourishes you. Your life will change because of it. Your friendships will change because of it. Be slow, patient, compassionate, kind with the evolutionary process that is taking place. Communicate with people. It's challenging. Like, I find it challenging to, like, have conversations with people that I love. And I'm like, I love you. And also, like, I don't feel aligned with you right now. And that just is what it is. It's very hard to have those conversations. People take it very personally. They get really upset. They're like, it's all about me. And I'm like, well, not really. Um, <laughs> also... Whenever resentment is present in a relationship, it poisons the well, right? So you're doing everyone a favor by just being honest about where you're at. But being honest, again, this is with a Mercury retrograde, being honest in a way that is so thought out and slow and, again, kindness at the core. If you try to go in guns blazing and just like, I'm really, this is how I feel. I haven't told you this for years and now I'm telling you this and like blah, 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 blah. Um... Uh, mm. Mm -mm. like that's it's not going to work very well I mean just in general but especially right now so that is really the big moment at the end of this week so if you do have the the weekend is like I just have a feeling that it'll very likely there will be some form of manifestation around the Saturn Uranus square or the tension in your life of the old and the new so because there's so many planets retrograde, a lot of us are probably experiencing old folks coming back into our lives, receiving text messages from exes, receiving text messages or emails or phone calls or, you know, face-to-face -face interactions with people we haven't seen in a while or are from our past. These are all gifts. All of these manifestations are gifts for us to become a lot more aware of how our values have changed. Okay. They're going to be kind of crunchy gifts, potentially. Like, you might get the gift and be like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. Ooh, I don't want to deal with that. Ooh, no, 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 that's uncomfortable. And you're being invited to actually strengthen because we need tension to strengthen our sense of values, okay? So the only way you can know if something is new and viable, or rather just viable, it could be new, 
the way you know something is viable is if it is pressure tested. So that's what's happening this weekend, and it's going to be happening basically all of September and all of October. Massive pressure testing to your friendships, your friend groups, your community. This could also be your network like it uh, at large. This is a lot about tribes, tribalism. It's being pressure tested. There will be loss of friendships. I guarantee it. It already happened all through 2021. So I'm telling you something that has been super activated for a year plus now. And this is the final... <laughs> This is like the final cleanup. I don't know why, but the metaphor, the like metaphor that just popped into my head was like when you're, if anyone's ever had lice, I'm going to lose listeners right now. People are going to be like, I'm turning this off. Uh, When you've ever had lice, like you have to comb lice out of your hair. And I'm not, I'm really, it's a terrible metaphor because I'm not saying that that old friendships are lice to get out of your hair, but this fourth and final pass is about like fine combing. This is all the Virgo energy, fine combing the ways in which your external friendships are no longer mirroring your internal and new values, okay? So you may be forced to reckon with a giant louse. That's singular for lice, baby. Now you learned something for those who stuck with me. Um, you know, you might have to pull out a louse in your hair and be like, okay, all right, I finally have to face this thing and admit and admit my new value to this person and that person is set free in that moment. You know, if, they, if they're if they no longer aligned with you, they're set free too. They may not be stoked, but they are set free. And when people are set free, you're getting out of a poisonous resentment well. No one's drinking from resentment water anymore. Okay? I don't want that water. Like, you don't, you don't, no one, no one wants to be like soaked in resentment. This is a moment to just know that your values are going to be pressure tested. It's okay if it happens. In the moment, if you can slow down and do some like energetic jujitsu and trust that this is a gift. I love the Kabbalist, the, the Kabbalah Center talks about pause, what a pleasure. So when you're, when you're faced with something that is like inherently confrontational or uncomfortable, you pause and you say in, internally, they always tell themselves, what a pleasure. What a pleasure that I'm being tested right now. It's a really interesting mind game. And uh, Mars and Gemini is all about mind games. This is the positive side. The mind game is like, oh my gosh, I'm being challenged. Like here is the final boss. Uh, how am I going to do against the final boss? <laughs> I'm going to do great. <laughs> it's the idea of being like, okay, welcome. I'm welcoming the challenge. So if you can welcome the challenge this weekend, you will be feeling a lot more buoyed spiritually to go through the challenge that's definitely going to be there all throughout the fall. The fall is a really intense time period, y'all. But Virgo is a little bit more like, let's get all our ducks in a row before we head into kind of like a Middle Earth level battle in October and November. So there's going to be lots of changes in October and November, but they're going to be kind of new changes. So this is the moment to reflect, to reassess, to find comb and get your ducks in a row in regards to lots of things, but primarily your friendships and relationships. Who is the team that you're going into this next moment with? And does that team reflect your values? That's the big thing. Does that team reflect your values? Are you stoked about going in with them? Even if they're new, that, that's the thing that's really interesting. You may be like, wow, these people are brand new. I've had a few moments this year where I've made some really intense, beautiful connections with folks that are brand new. And actually, a lot of them are coming to fruition right around this final square, this fourth final swell. And they're brand new, but they feel like they're in it with me for the long haul. And it's scary to me. It's scary to me. I know why, because I know how it falls in my chart. But also, it's scary to me because how are you supposed to like just let go of old established relationships and let in these new people who feel 
somehow more established all of a sudden. I mean, it's kind of a mind bleep. Like, it's not, it doesn't quite make sense. This is where the spiritual work comes in, the tr like trust work, building trust and taking things slow with people, right? It's not like I'm like giving them, you know, I'm not giving them all of me, but I'm definitely like, wow, this actually does feel long term. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. And let me trust them within measure in the process. So that was a lot. Uh, thank you for sticking in with me. It is, wow, we are almost an hour in. I am very excited for this moment because I really do think that this is actually going to feel like a victory for a lot of people in the sense that you may really look around at this moment and be like, wow, I do have a new community forming. I do have new friendships forming that feel super, super exhilarating and a little scary potentially because they're new. And this is a great time to just because all the planets are retrograde and that always means reassessment. That's only, all that retrograde means is just reassessment, slowing down to reassess and rework. You may have to navigate old relationships coming up and greet them with pause. What a pleasure. What a pleasure to see you again and to work out whether this is in alignment or not. Avoid the well of resentment. And in fact, if you need to dunk in there for a moment to feel that resentment and then pull your head out, sopping wet, and then look at that person and be like, I'm letting you go. I love you. Thank you. I'm sorry. The Ho'oponopono prayer. Like, I love you. Thank you. I'm sorry. We're moving on. <laughs> You're freeing everybody in that situation. So I hope this was helpful. This is <laughs> me going off the cuff here on that, trying to make Saturn Uranus very accessible to non-astrology people. I did my best. There is no guest today, apart from the many things that just happened right now. I love each and every one of you. Please reach out. The link is in the show notes. Reach out for whatever. I'm happy to just talk and, you know, I, I email back, believe it or not. And if you want to get a reading with me, this is a really great time to do so before October 15th. Highly recommend that. And um, there will be guests coming up that I'm really excited about. I'm actually not going to announce them. I want them to be a surprise. So there's some really exciting guests coming up. But this week, it's just me. I think that was plenty of information for y'all. And I'll catch you next week on the World of Rex. Thanks for listening. As always, take care. Mm -hmm.